Hey everybody, welcome to the Oppo Taco Podcast. This is episode 7, and as usual, Willow is with me as my trusty sidekick. How's it going, man? It's going, Bagger. How you doing? I'm good. Loving everything. I, you got the retro jersey on. Obviously not of this year's jersey, but it uh, reminds me of like Jim Tomei, Manny Ramirez back in like the, the 90s and everything. I love it. Yeah, hopefully you don't get canceled for this, but whatever. It's part of their history. It's not uh, 2023 attire, but this is out um, of respect. There we go. It's uh, but it it is not. It looks nice. I'll give you that much anyway. Take a guess who's on the back. Oh, who do you have? Uh, do you have a nailer? No. Thought you might have a Josh nailer or something like that. I don't know who is it. Lindor. Oh, Lindor. Yeah. Oh. Man, you going to get the matching Mets ones now or what? No, no. <laughs> Let's get into it, Willow. Let's go into um, our quick hits for the week. Tee us up. Yeah, I'll take her over here, uh, beggar. But quick hits. We'll get through it quick today. But we're starting off 2024. MLB is going international. Uh, Seoul, Korea, Mexico City, London, and the DR. Um Guess we'll go we'll go front front to back here, but yeah, Seoul, Korea, uh, leading it off season opener next year in in mm-hmm. there. So um, yeah, it'll be cool. Dodgers, Padres. Um, again, I think that'll be a, a sweet kickoff to the year. Um, I don't think that's ever happened, has it? Season opener. I don't know if they've done something there. I think they've done probably like international uh, exhibition, exhibition tournaments and everything. Like All star sure teams, yeah. But I like it. Yeah. Ha Song Kim is going to be there playing oh, yeah, in front of his home, home country. That that's awesome. Be, yeah, so uh, yeah, so that'll be cool. Then off to Mexico City, where the Strohs and Rockies will duel off in the elevation there, which is absolutely nuts. Mm-hmm. Is it? It's the same. Yeah, same one, right? With the elevation, I'm assuming so. Yeah. They, they, yeah, they wouldn't have too many stadiums that are um, outfitted for for a major league game. Well, and that yeah, and this year's game there was absolutely nuts. With I forget how many home runs were there, but it was a light show. Yeah, yeah, which is sweet though. I love that. You know, it's something to look forward to. Pitchers don't. I think they're all fake. No, yeah, next they're gonna year. Be, they're gonna be circling the calendar. <laughs> Start out the year with a thirty-two ERA. Seriously though, um, and then over the pond to London, uh, we got the Mets and the Phillies who will battle off, which will be good. I don't know. I don't think anyone UK on either of the teams. I don't think so. I don't know if there's any anybody who's born there or anything. They're probably with some descent, I'm sure. But um, yeah, we got Trace Thompson in descent, right? Because he was okay. right. But uh, and then a spring training series in the mm-hmm. in the DR between the the Red Sox and the Rays, which would be pretty cool. Um, we could make a list of the people who are from the DR on those two teams. <laughs> I think that one that's the one actually I'm most excited about. I just want to see uh, the turnout to that. You know, yeah, the, I mean, it would the be locals cool not aren't be, making not, it over the states. Not being a sp- a regular season game would have been pretty cool though. I got to say that when I saw the spring training piece of it, eh, you know. Wasn't I have a feeling that might be the same thing um, with like the Mexico City one where other stadiums wouldn't be outfitted to support a major league game. So to hold a spring training one there, you can get away with a little bit. Um, Maybe not up to quite the standards that that you need for a regular season game. That's my thought. But I'm super excited about that. I want to see the atmosphere there. Dominican baseball. I mean, you've played there. I've coached there. I actually never played there. I played in Venezuela. But uh, the atmosphere is going to be amazing. And um and obviously, every roster has Dominican players, and for Just them to a come home and play in front of their their countries and everything, it's pretty exciting. I'm excited about them. Yep, yep. And then, uh, yeah, we'll move on here. Um, 
So we'll go Orioles winning eight straight. Again, they're hot. Don't like that for the AL East, but that's fine. <laughs> no, as a Jays fan, that's no good. No, it's terrible. It's uh, Exciting team, though. Exciting team to watch. We'll see. Uh, I think we'll have a little bit of chatter about them in, in our next segment here to talk about what they're going to do at the deadline. Um, moving through it, keep it moving. Machado, 300th career bomb. Um, again, a little bit of slower season this year. A little bit overrated, <laughs> underrated, I think. I think people forget about him, but again, he's he's generational, man, and people don't get it, mm-hmm. but... You know, you look at the numbers. He's put up some, you know, some crazy numbers. So I had him as one of the preseason MVPs, and uh, he's very he's not slow win start. It. Very <laughs> he's slow not going to win it. No. Yeah. Um, so yeah. So it. Uh, we'll see, but uh, well, and jump into that. Him and Harper were the same draft class. Okay. You're still taking Harper over Machado. Ooh, good question. Um, No, I think I got Harper. Sorry, I think I have Harper over Machado. Yes. Yeah, I do too. Keep it the same. Yeah, it's close, but uh, I agree. Anyways, keep her moving. Uh, Naylor Brost, pretty sweet. Uh, home run in the same inning. Um, mm-hmm. I first time was... ever by brothers. Yep, yep. In the same no. inning. Oh. First time ever brothers have hit a home run in the same inning. Okay, you I'm have, different... have to fact check that. I, I, you I have do... different intel. I do have Are different intel. Do... Did the Upton you, brothers ever play together? Um, yes, I don't know. Anyways, yeah, and yeah. If we're wrong, we'll Re- come back and do a little there, whatever. Yeah, we'll go back to we'll it. Come back now, next week and do a, a, a correction, like we did a couple episodes ago. Yeah, still pretty cool. Um, same inning home run, so that's uh, that's cool to see our boys doing that. Um, moving on, Beaver, my boy, my gocho. Uh, yeah, injured. Uh, no timetable for return, but again, he uh, got the MRI, came back negative, which is good. Um, again, he's a guy that we'll chat about in this next segment. Who knows? Trade deadline, right? He uh, could be a guy on the move, but yeah, we'll see. Keep her moving. The Reds calling up another stud. Uh, Christian mm. Encarnacion Strand being promoted. Mm. Um, having a hell of a year. Uh, 331, 20 pumps, 62 RBIs. 1.042 OPS. Dude's a stud. I uh, I got, I played him, we actually played him in a regional when he was with Oklahoma State. And and although he didn't do too well, struggled, I'll, I'll say that, his BP was one of the most impressive BPs I will, I've yeah. seen in a while. Oh, it was, yeah. I remember we walked in day one and they were, they were hitting in shorts, you know, laid back, super laid back. And this guy was just hitting absolute nukes. But cool to see him go up. Um, I think he's going to kill it. Again, we'll talk about this next segment, but the oh. Reds, Reds have a lot of young studs. This is just what they do now, or what? They, they yeah, I don't out, know. Uh, they just pump out players left, right, and center? Holy yeah. cow. So, yeah, so pretty crazy, but uh, cool to see that, see, see how he'll do, and, and that young team that they have right there. So, building towards it. And then finally, mm-hmm. Ellie De La Cruz, 97.9 across the diamond. Uh, fastest infield assist in StatCast era. Insane. Crazy, yeah. So, uh, and even you, if, you, if you saw the angle from behind... It, it looked even better. Yeah. Um, you can tell the velocity too because he releases it and it's just like a straight line and it gets to the glove so quick and it's just. It carries, right? It carries. There's no hump in it or anything. No. Like Gravity doesn't win. It's not like it when I pitched. Gravity yep. doesn't and, win against Delhi. Um, I'm blanking big time right now. There was that Cardinals prospect last year in the future. Mason today. Wynn. Mason Wynn, who it was like, I think it was 100, right? 100.3 if I was Yeah, correct. I think you, yeah, I think so. Something like that, yeah. 
So, yeah, I mean, I guess unofficially he's got the MLB average, but Mason Wynn's still got the, whatever you want to call it, record. Yeah, it's uh, that's incredible. Another guy who we might might come up later, might, might not, we'll see where it goes. But, um, yep, Ellie's incredible. I know a few weeks ago you were kind of down on him, thinking he was a little overrated. But no, hey. and, no, and someone came up to me this week, and t- they were listening to the pod, which one, number one, I was fired about, but they were nice. like, oh, you were so off on Ellie. And I was like, no, if you look <laughs> at the numbers when that podcast ran, it was nothing crazy. Yeah, he did a couple crazy things, but he, it, again, and I said there, it was the O'Neill Cruz effect where he ran mm-hmm. really fast, he hit ball real far. Mm-hmm. But the numbers weren't crazy. But I, and I did say too he could turn around, and he did. He's, I wouldn't say he's, turn he's around, but step it. No, up. he's he's pretty good, and he he's just fun to watch, right? Oh, real fun to watch. He's uh, yeah, a guy that you know everyone loves to watch. Awesome, Willow. Thanks for those quick hits, man. Um, let's uh, move into the main event. This week, with the trade deadline coming up, we wanted to look at uh, August first trade deadline. Yeah, August first trade deadline. We're going to look at some of the buyers and sellers, as you know, a lot of people are this time of year. Um, kind of get our thoughts. Some of it's just you know, I won't lie. I spent ten hours today looking up team by team who uh, might be on the the trade block, who might be buying. Um, there were some that I you know I looked up myself, just looking through some contract stuff and. Who might be good players to to try to move before you're kind of stuck with them through the rest of the year, and uh, and then you lose them at the end of the year for for nothing, right? And don't get anything in return. So um, we kind of split it up a little bit. I'm going to let you take the lead of where you want to go, Will first, and and we'll just have a conversation about this. Could be interesting. I think there's lots of pieces that could uh, could move this year. There is a ton, and we will start in the Windy City. Chicago Cubs, uh, interesting one. Uh, a ton of talk. Um, again, they're 43 and 49. I mean, not crazy far out, but uh, the two guys in my mind who I think uh, are going to move, well, we'll see. Again, I'll, I'll chat a little bit more after, but uh, start with Marcus Stroman. Uh, been having a hell of a year. He was uh, kind of a slower year last year, but came back this year 10 and 6, uh, 2.88 ERA, 1.09 whip. Uh, he's been cruising, man, and uh, with his player option next year, I think he's making 21 mil next year if if he takes that player option. But, again, most guys nowadays aren't doing that so much. But, yeah, he's a guy who, you know, could go. And um, he did come out. He had an interview, I don't know, a couple, I think it might have been yesterday or day before, speaking about how he wants to stay in Chicago. But, you know, it's 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 baseball and it's business. So I think his, his approach to it is super professional. Um you know, he even talked about Belly, how Belly wants to stay in Chicago too. Who's you know my number two guy? I'll talk about here, but hmm. for Stroman, it's tough, man. It's uh, I think for clubs, it's tough for guys like this. Where I mean, you know, he's making twenty one mil next year if he takes that option, but you know, a year like he's having now, he could test the market and make you know even more than that, right? Hundred um, percent. He's he's not going to opt in. I don't think to that. He's he's had an unbelievable year, career sure. year, right? And for so for a guy like, are you going to take one year twenty mil, twenty one no, million, guys, or are you going to try to sign a five year deal or something? And guys like that? who take that option, it's usually flipped, right? It's the guys who yeah. sign don't have a good year, and they like, okay, if I'm hitting the market, I'm not making that twenty one mil. So yeah, um, I think he's for sure gone. I think he did say though, right? And and it's a good point, right? 10 games from now, like the Cubs picture can be different, right? And August 1st is still a little bit away. Um, so, uh, yeah, I mean, they're, they're eight games of the wild card. I don't, 
like what well, they have again, to go got, forward and, got, start and make that kind of jump. That's a big jump. Dansby and Say Suzuki both on pretty big long-term deals. Um, they've never been like a huge payroll, right? They, they, they like to develop guys. So we'll see. I don't know. Moving on to the second. Oh, back to Stroman. I mean, if there's one place he's going to go, and I don't think it's going to happen, but I'm trying to speak it into existence. Back to the six, baby. Yeah, you need there's, that guy t- there's back been in talk. You take, there's been talk. There has been talk, and he's a guy who yeah. loved Toronto, so it would yeah. be awesome to see that. It would be awesome to see him take that number six off Manoa's back and say, hey, buddy, this is my number. Um, but get back in Toronto, that would be pretty sweet. So, Well, well, let's, let's – taking a look at the broad picture of everything, one thing that teams who are buyers are always looking for at the trade deadline – are arms, right? Yeah. They're always oh, yeah. looking for pitching. It's either starting rotation depth or back-end bullets out of the yeah. bullpen. And, you know, maybe they've got a closer. They just need setup guys or something, you know, seventh, eighth inning, things like that. But they're always looking for arms. So the number of teams who I can guarantee have made their calls about Stroman oh, yeah. um, are really high, right? Everybody's going to kick it, kick the tires on that one and knock on doors and see uh, what it's going to take to get Stroman there. And yeah. then you get, I mean, you get teams like the Yankees, you get teams like the Dodgers who, you know, every, like I said, everybody needs arms. And then some of the other teams, the peripheral teams who are also in the running for the playoffs and are going to make the playoffs, they're going to be looking at Stroman too. So like the Orioles were another one that I had. Um, who could possibly be looking for yeah. for another arm, right? They've got, um, you know, they're not as deep in the starting rotation. They've got a couple of beasts in the back end of the bullpen. Um, they're going to be getting John Means back, um, which is just as good as a trade. Um, but Stroman could be another guy in that, in that rotation to kind of carry that. Like, like you just said, they've won eight in a row. They're hot. Yeah. They might be a favorite in the AL. Right, yeah. so another arm like Stroman could take them deep into that playoff run. Well, and people got to think too, right? Like you know, one sixty-two, you got a five-man rotation. Like your fifth guy in a, in a long season like that, it does. He doesn't need to be, you know, if if he's a five hundred, you know, if he's if he's let's say finishes the season ten and ten as a fifth starter, like that's huge, you know, as a fifth guy, right? Um, mm-hmm. Right, he's you know he's keeping you. You're not going to have five aces, but then when you get to the playoffs, it changes, right? Because every game is so valuable, and that fifth starter, it's not. You can't have a guy who's just a flip of the coin guy, right? Like you want a dude on that back end. Well, through um, the playoffs, you're usually not running a five man rotation out there. No, either, you can be right? shorter, but I'm saying, right? You know, every start means more, right? You can't yeah. have that guy who's like a meh, right? It's like that's and that's why teams load up, right? You want if you can, you know, have four really solid starters, you have a very good chance to go deep, right? So. Yeah. Well, there, uh, there's a couple of things with that. I mean, we, we're looking at the playoffs, but there's still half of July. I mean, the trade deadline's happening in August. Too, so you got right? August, and so you got yeah. two full months of regular season that you need to win to make yeah. it to the playoffs. So you can't just punt on their fifth starter, yeah. right? So you need five to go deep. Um, and then, you know, once you get there, then you then you can revisit who's, who's going to be starting your games for you. But uh, and then the other thing is injuries. You know, yeah. if you have, you know, a fifth starter who's decent, one person goes down, at least now you still got four. Yeah. Right? So it's uh, – You can work with so that for sure. We've seen lots of pitchers go down this year, and there's – promise you there are going to be more. So yeah. um, having having the deep rotation is really important. Yep. Uh, keep moving with the Cubs. Already said it. Belly. Not going to go too much into it. Um, he's only making 12 mil. He's got mutual option next year. So – 
again, I, again, a guy who I don't think would, you know, go back with the Cubs unless they offered him more. Uh, mm-hmm. I think he's for sure on the move. I think this, everyone's been saying, I think he's going to the Bronx. Um, you know, it's a good possibility. They're looking for outfield help. Yep. Yeah, will he do well there? Who knows? I mean, yeah, like, you know, he's going to, he's, let's hope to, I think the state of New York allows, you know, some vitamins there, but we should, he should be, he should be fine, you know, but again, like, I think that's a, that's a huge, I don't know if he'd play center. I don't know if he'd play, you know, where he'd play in the outfield, but he's swinging yeah. it, man. He, you know, any lefty in New York is, is nice to watch, right? Short board, well, so yeah, yeah, lefty power there is 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 good, right? I also um, read tied to Giants and Guardians might be good fit there, um, but anybody yeah. looking for the outfield help, uh, I think the Phillies, I think uh, had them looking for some corner outfield help. So I know he's generally a center fielder, but you, you get guys in there. <laughs> if you've got two center fielders, great. Yeah, <laughs> one will go play one of the corners, right? And that's yeah, a problem. Like, that's like a good problem. J- to have. It's like the Jays this year, you know, with Varsho, Kiermaier, and, and Springer. You got three yeah, center fielders. Exactly. It's like, yeah, so. You figure it out and you've got really good defense. Yep. Yep. Moving on to the biggest um, bust of the year the New York Mets. Uh, again, they're eight spots out of a playoff spot right now. Uh, you got to believe they're in a point to sell at least something. Um, I, I don't see them not going without selling anything. Um, for me, I think their best value, I, I mean, they're two big dogs. It's tough because uh, mm-hmm. how big a contracts they're on. Yeah. Um, but I think David Robertson out of the pen, again, like we said, the pen is just so – you look at every team who goes deep in the playoffs and they have a good pen. So um, David Robertson, um, he's only in a one-year deal. He's got a 196 with 12 saves. Uh, I think this is a guy who's going to be super hot on the market. Yeah. I, get, I got him going to the Doyers. I just think that's a Doyer type of guy, you know, but uh, could be, but anywhere, right. Any contender, any relievers is, you know, a possibility there. So hundred um, yeah, percent. That's what I got there. I, I, I got, I got, they could move ahead. Tommy fam. I mean, there's a couple guys. Yeah. I don't see them moving any of their giants. So I think yeah, Tommy fam was one that I had, had some values, 271, look- nine home runs, 34 RBIs, 823 OPS. Yeah, so yeah, like we we just talked about, you know, a team like the Phillies who are looking for outfield help, Yankees looking for outfield mm-hmm. help. Um, he could be a guy that goes there. Another outfield they've got is Marcana. Um, there's yep. a team option for next year, right? I don't know if they'll pick that up or not, but if uh, if they can if they can flip them and get some value uh, out of that now, then they might. I mean, he's hit 243, six home runs, 20, he's 740 OPS. Um, so the, again, for a team that is light in the outfield. Canna might be a vet that could help a little bit. Yep, absolutely. So, yeah, I mean, not too much talk about them. Disappointment in general. Uh, moving on to the Padres, another absolute disappointment this year. Um, <laughs> I think they're in the cell. I, and, and I'll put them in the exact same categories as Mets. I think they're going to trim some fat. Not, I don't think they're going to ship any of their Giants off. Um, I, first one I got is Blake Snell. I think he's going somewhere for sure. He's been lights out. I, Last 10 starts, 0.62 ERA. Um, they got Musgrove and, and Darvish kind of locked up long-term. So, yeah, I see this as an easy sell for them, I think. Again, starting pitching. I'm just going to stop saying it because we've said it like five times already. But starting pitching and relieving is huge. So, yep. 
I don't know. I, I don't know about the Padres just because they're 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 eight games out. And we kind of talked a little bit before we started recording here. It's like, I don't know what they do. I really don't. I actually have in my notes, I've got a bunch of question marks. Cause but I, again, with the Met, they got to trim some fat, I think. Like, you can't just bite the bullet for what they got this year and not do, you know, not do well. That's how I see it. So, where he goes, who knows? I mean, I'm going to throw a guess out there right now. I'm going to go Cincinnati. That's a crazy pick, but I'm taking it. For who? For Blake Snell. For Snell? Okay. Well, Matt, Cincinnati Matt, is a team that needs starting pitching. Not Matt McClain. They don't need an infielder, but maybe Christian Encarnacion Strand. Who knows? Man, if I'm Cincinnati, though, I'd be really hesitant. I mean, I know I want starting pitching. I'd be really hesitant to, to get rid of any piece of my yeah, future. Yeah, no, that's a great – I totally agree, but yeah. Um, and, so. and and the Reds have a couple of guys coming back. Uh, Hunter Green yep. um, coming back shortly, and Nick Lodolo coming back, I think, in August, uh, later in August. Two more young uh, So those are yep. two good arms, right? So I'd be really hesitant to trade any of my future because, I, I mean, if they do it right, if they make – maybe they buy out some arbitration years and things like that. They could be set up for whatever, you know, five years, eight years, something like that with some young. You know who doesn't fit in there right now in Cincinnati? Joey Vaughn. Joey from Canada. Joey, uh, Joey's the old guy. Did you see that roster. interview of him the other day when he's like, he walked back, when he came back when he uh, after injury and he got back and Matt McClain was like, hey, nice having you back. And he was like acting like a vet and Joey <laughs> felt a little off. But uh, no, I well, think that's funny. And he's talked about it too, how he feels a little bit out, but. 100% he would. You need like, the leadership, I, though. That's a big piece of it. Well, absolutely. And I, I wonder, because his OPS is pretty good right now. He's hitting well. The average isn't super high, but the power number is still good. The production is still good. Yeah. How rejuvenated does he feel in that clubhouse right now? Mm-hmm. I bet yeah. you he. I bet he's loving it. To tell yeah. you, I bet you he's loving it. But oh, that's for just sure. Guess. Feels but young again. I was looking at the roster. He's like, they, they've got, uh, I think there's one guy within like five years of his age and there's and nobody the, else and it's the in clubby. His, yeah, <laughs> I think it's one of the catchers. Uh he's the nobody is um within ten years of him on the infield or like position wise or anything. So it's like man, he, he like he's such well he's an outcast anyway. He's he's a different bird anyway. But uh Yeah he's a weirdo. You know, he's he's, a weird. he's weird. A good weirdo though. He's fantastic. I love the him. Dude I, plays like chess. Him. He's fantastic. You do too, though, Beggar. I know you do. You're a chess. I used to as a kid, not yeah. anymore. <laughs> not anymore. You seem like a chess guy. I was as a kid, but nothing um, against people who play chess. But no, but no, he's great. But he's like the one guy. It's like he's the the one who doesn't like fit into that roster right now. But I think he's well needed, and he's uh, I'm guessing really well respected. Yep. Uh, Josh Hader. Josh Hader, Hader. for sure going to be going. Uh, going back to the Brewers, Josh Hader. You heard it here first. Um, they need some back end bullpen. I think they get him and Deb Williams together. It'll be interesting to see. I think you have to ship him here because he's free agent next year. What mm-hmm. Edwin Diaz did this past year with his contract, I think Hader could possibly even make more than what he did. Um, the Padres are already, you know, they're, they're they're paying a lot of guys a lot of money. I think this is a no brainer. I think there's no way they keep him around. Um, I think. Yeah, I think he's going to go back to the Brew Crew, and I think it's going to be great. Um, but yeah, that's what. Yeah, what do you do with Soto? He's you a free can't. agent at the end of the year. I don't know. It's tough. I, I really tough. That's why it's like I don't have an answer here. Are yeah, you and I, trading Juan Soto, or are you like because they didn't they haven't locked him up, so are they trying to sign or are they keep because even if they trade him, 
he could come back and if they wanted to sign him as a free agent, right? If they decide yeah, to go that way. Yeah, there's always that option. I don't know. I, I don't see him getting traded. I don't but, either. I think it's probably unlikely. Um, but if but they're could, deciding right? their seller, then any of those guys really, and, you know, like some of the contracts might be tough well, to Well, and the thing too to is like of, they're, it's Soto, right? So they're going to expect at least something decent in return. Yes. But teams, like, I mean, he's his numbers are still, they're not as bad as people say they are, but still not those Soto numbers, right? So it's no. like, I don't know. I think they'll be stuck in that, like, they want a lot for him. Um, but teams aren't going to, like, it's like, you know, well, he could come back and be the old Soto, but he hasn't been, right? So it's tough to give that up. Well, it's a rental, too. You're renting for, sure. for, for a yep. couple months. Yep. So. so how much are you really willing to, to pay for that, right? And yep. Some teams might be willing to pay more if they've got the the capital. Like if they've got the money, mm-hmm. looking at the Yankees and Dodgers, those are always the two, right? Yeah. Um, but other teams, you know, they're not going to mortgage the future for for a two month rental. Yep. Okay, I'll move it on. Trying to be quick here. Cardinals. I think Jack Flaherty is Gonzo. Um, mm-hmm. Slow start to the season, but he's turned it around a little bit lately. Um, free agent this offseason. I think it's the first time he's free agent. So. Yeah, I don't know. I see him, you know, he's a guy, again, solid. And even as a 4-5 guy, I think he's pretty solid. Um, I got him going to Cincy. I don't know why I say Cincy for every starting pitcher, but I'll probably hit on one. Because they're looking for pitching. Uh, they're looking <laughs> for pitching. They'll probably hit on one. And hopefully, Chu will clip this up and I'll, you know, get that post <laughs> where it's, you know, me saying it. But, no, I think he's a good fit there. Um, again, I think we've seen what he's done in the past years. I think he's got, um, got what it takes. And, again, slow start. But, you know, if he's there in the second half, he's there, right? So, that's it. And then, well, and again, I don't want to cross over here. but That's you know, okay, because we're kind of jumping everywhere. So that's jump fine. Wherever Stick you with want. the Indians. Um, Guardians? My boy, or, sorry, Guardians. Here we go. Just because you're wearing the old jersey doesn't mean you can keep yeah. saying it now. Um, yep. Again, my boy Shane Bieber. I think he's going back to Cali. So you think they are I think he's going to dead the cell? I do. He's got one more year left. Um, I think he's... You know, he loves Cali. I know he does. He hasn't told me that personally because I, you know, haven't really talked to him that much personally. But uh, but he's a Cali dude. He's got that surfer vibe. I think LA is a perfect fit for him. Um, he's got another year left on his contract. So, again, like the Dodgers are always going to be there. So, I think that's a smart one, right, where it's like, you know, you can get him. And even though, and again, they'll probably go pretty far in the playoffs. But it's like next year, you're going to be contenders again, right? So, I think it's smart. I think Cleveland's – I honestly think Cleveland might be one of the worst markets to play in. That might be a hot take, but I think it's brutal and people have talked about it a bit. But get him out of there. Get him in, in you know, the Dodgers. You might be able to get a little bit of a discount now that he's a little bit hurt, right? Um, but, yeah, I, I got him going back to to Cali, you know, so I, I would love to see that. Yeah, I'm not the, – the Guardians are one that I'm not sure what they're doing either. I don't know if they're – if they're buying, selling, or just kind of holding, right? Like they've definitely underachieved, right? And I, you know, one guy I want to see go deep into playoff run and is totally undervalued, maybe the most underappreciated baseball player in the big leagues, it's Jose Ramirez. Jose Ramirez, for sure. We saw in the all-star voting, he was like ninth and he was clearly like the best third baseman. Yeah, because so, Cleveland's a terrible market for the fifth time. Yeah, and uh, you know we we might have to ask the Nailer boys how how they like it. I'm sure they'll oh, say they yeah, love it and everything, but for sure they will. And like nothing against them, like. But the Guardians go. this year too, like they, you know, Bieber's, you know, the the ace, but they haven't had Tristan McKenzie all year. He's, you know, 
uh, Quantrill, the other good Canadian boy, he's been hurt. And then when he has been there, hasn't pitched quite like they had hoped. Um, so there are a few guys that just haven't lived up to, you know, what they're hoping, whether injury or not. Um, and then they just haven't produced. They haven't won the games. They were supposed to, I think, be a leader in that division, right? And um, and probably win it. And now they're, you know, in our mind, are they selling? <laughs> you know, it's not what we would have said at the beginning mm-hmm. of the year. Yeah. All right. Well, I've talked enough, Bagger. You take her over for a bit, pal. I just, man, I got lots. So I hope you can back me up. Um, and I'm not, I'm not going to go through all of them, but really it's like the, the fringe teams, um, that I'm kind of seeing, like, what, what are they going to do? Right. So the one question I had is I'm looking at the AL East and you got three teams who are in the playoffs right now and New York and Boston, the two largest markets who are out of the playoffs, but only two games out. Are they, I mean, in no, there's no way that they could be selling. Okay. We know, especially I think the Yankees, the Yankees are too bullish to sell. They will buy, they will try to get back in it. I mean, they need some help. They have to. But they're not going to, now I feel like Boston, even though they're like tied with the Yankees are two games out. I don't think they, will be quite as bold with just selling, you know, sell or like, sorry, selling trade chips to, to acquire pieces to win. Right. I don't think like if they're buying, I don't, don't think they'll go as hard on the buy. Okay. I think they'll kind of maybe uh foot in the water, a little, little toe in the water and test it, but I don't think they'll mortgage the future to get a piece now because five teams aren't making it. So are you going to take a realistic look in the mirror and be, think that you're going to jump over the Yankees and jump over right now the Jays. I don't think anybody's catching the Rays and the the Orioles. So I think the, the Strohs are in the last wild card. The Strohs are in the last. So yeah, they could and they're another one's like there. I think I think the Astros are going to be uh full bore um buy mode. I think they're going to go hard. So Yeah. Yeah, I got the Red Sox. I got the Red Sox selling honestly a little bit or holding. Uh, I don't have them buying. I think they. It's it's obvious they're not they're they're not a World Series winning team this year. It's, no, they're they're a decent team. They're in a really good. Uh, you know the AL East is really really good, but it's. Uh, yeah, I, I don't okay, know. I, so, I just don't see them buying. I don't see them going for the push. No, so I, I I so in my notes here, I kind of have them as a hold. Yeah, kind of see agree. where it happens, but if they want to get starting pitching, because that's a weakness for us, as, as every other team, as we've noted. Okay, if they want starting pitching, they have four outfielders that are good. They have Jaron Duran, uh, Masataki Yoshida, Alex Verdugo, and Adam Duvall. Of those pieces, Adam Duvall is free agent after this year. He was on a one-year, $7 million contract. Good year, though. He's been hurt, but he very good year. Good, and productive. Like, mm-hmm. when he's in the lineup, he's pretty. He's a really good outfielder, and he can hit for some power. So what team does not want that who is trying to make a playoff run? Yeah. So if they want – and for me, if they get rid of one of those guys, say let's say Duvall, it's not like they're selling. They're just – they're holding three outfield spots for three stud outfielders and they might be able to acquire. So let's say a starting pitcher or maybe a bullpen guy, who knows? Right. So I don't think that's really a sell. So you want another hot take though? If it's not Duvall hot take time, 
What if they traded Masataki Yoshida? And I'll tell you why. This is this is my only thought. He's on a five-year, ninety million dollar contract. Okay, uh, he is thirty years old right now, I think. So he's going to be thirty-four at the end of that contract. Near near the end of that contract, that's an outfielder who's getting a little bit older. He's had a really good year. Probably got snubbed out of an all-star vote. Okay, and you know he. Could be in the running. Let's. He's going to get consideration. Definitely get consideration for rookie of the year. So now you're in a sell high mode, right? You're going to get a lot of value because he's under contract and he like it's a manageable contract, right? It's something that you have control over that you're not losing in free agency or anything like that. So you could trade him, get a really good piece, I think, for somebody who's he's not young anymore, thirty years old as kind yeah, of a but- rookie, right? So that's kind of my hot take. I, I don't think it would so. happen. I would say Duvall is going to go over Yoshida, but I don't think that's a totally ridiculous um, option to look at anyway. I think Japanese players treat their bodies better, and I think that he is younger than he actually is. I'm just going to say that. Note that. He's going to you play think he's younger? Yeah. What do you mean? Are like, we like well, passport 30, but No, I'm saying <laughs> like he's not – like, you know, you can't treat him like a normal 30 year yeah, I don't know. I'm not so sure. We've also we've seen Japanese players come over and not perform like they did over in Japan, right? I'm not now, saying he performance. Is. Well. I'm saying health wise. I'm saying well, that they put more. If you hel- if you're healthy and suck, I still don't want you. But he's he's doing well. Okay, fair. But I'm saying he's going to play till he's 39. He might. He might. But uh, anyways, that was that was something I was thinking about today. He's got value, and the Red Sox have four outfielders. Yeah. So if you're looking to get one. There's there's an option, um, and you if you're getting somebody really good for him, but you know, I don't know. I was I was gonna say the other guy, Giolito was a guy. I was like, does he go to the Red Sox? Like, do they just try to pick him up? And that could be like for the Duval or something like that, right? I got you um, going to Dodgers too, honestly. He been going. Do- you got everybody going Dodgers, but that's not a bad they're, pick. Well, they're and gonna you, buy. Yeah, they, they're gonna buy. They're gonna spend. Right. They're gonna trade. And they. That's you know, a team you know who is is gonna get some. You know, someone. Well, those teams with money, like Dodgers and Yankees, they can afford to to piece out some of their prospects because if they don't have a deep farm system, they just buy a they big They have team. a deep farm system, though. They but that's what do. I mean. So they can they can trade them, though. They can get yeah. rid of them. And even if they do that and they maybe they're light on their prospects for a year, they just buy a big league team. They don't need to produce from within. No, right, yeah. they don't need to develop the young talent. Well, that's how so most they, they teams, buy the team. Yeah, exactly. They don't. They don't develop it. They usually just use it for to buy guys who are already you know. It's not the Reds. <laughs> they're not the Reds. You know, they're not the Rays. They're not you know any team like that that have to develop from within because they can't spend the money on the free agents. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, Dodgers starting pitching and big starting pitchers like you said, like Bieber or something like that. Yeah, they could definitely be in. Sign to a long term contract. Whatever. Who cares? It's only money. Effing rights. Effing right. Okay. Um, so that was Red Sox. Talk about Guardians. Who else we want to go with? Let's go to the, the big dog. We've been holding it off too long. The Angels. Yeah. The Angels. There's some guy there. Speaking of Japanese guys who take care of their bodies. God. The the Greek statue that is Shohei Otani. What do you got on him? You you think he's going? Think he's staying? I think he's gone. Think? I think he's gone. And 
I don't I don't know where he's gonna go for this season. I think he's gonna be a rental somewhere. I think he's gonna hit the market hard. I think he's going to Boston next year. With wow, a crazy deal over five hundred mil. I'll put that out there. And I'm gonna keep going on this. I hope I this like all it. works out because this will be awesome. <laughs> the stars Mike are Trout, aligning. Mike Trout is gone soon after Shohei. Trout's on a long-term deal, so somebody would have to. I don't care. I don't care. So you're if the big you, trade. You're thinking like this is what I'm thinking. If you're trade. the Angels front office man, you got to understand. You got the two best players in baseball, and you are not winning. You get rid of the best player in baseball. You can't expect to win again with only the second best player in baseball. You have to completely line change and get Trout out of there and re- like rebuild from the ground up. Love, love the hockey reference. No, but seriously, like you know what I mean. Like if you get you get rid of the best player in the world and you think you're going to get better, you know, and and okay. Trout anyways is probably going to start requesting a trade. He can't well, think about if they trade Otani, what are they getting for him? I'm not talking about specific names. But you're going to get, you want young stud prospects, right? Maybe ready to come up to the big leagues in the next year or two. Kind of, you want some can't miss prospects. You want some can't miss names. Okay. Mike Trout isn't getting any younger. So let's say those prospects that yeah. come over might be ready to win in three years. Okay. Mike Trout is now creeping upon mid 30s. Yep. Who's been right? a guy who's been injury bound already? He's had a few. Okay. He's had a few. So, it doesn't make sense to actually try to trade Trout as well. Well, package deal, maybe. Who knows? Oh, God. <laughs> we'll take Ellie imagine? De La Cruz, Matt McClain, Encarnacion Strand, Hunter Green, and Andrew Abbott for Mike Trout and Shohei Otani. So what you're saying is that Cincinnati and the Angels just swap jerseys. Just trade jerseys, well, call it a day, and that's yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> Cincinnati will be bankrupt soon because they wouldn't be able to afford those contracts. Yeah. But where, where do you think Shohei is going in your mind, Gregor? You know, I don't know, but I think I think he has to. He has to. If you're the Angels and you hang on to him for the year, you're not making the playoffs. Trout is injured right now. He's not – He's you know, you're lucky to get him back near the end of the season. They're not making the playoffs, and you're going to sit there and let Shohei walk at the end of the year? No – I mean – you have to. You got to get a bold move, it, Cotton. Yeah. Let's see how it plays out. But yeah. it's you have to get something for him, and and to know that that value that he holds are a bunch of prospects. You got to do it. I I think you're stubborn if you don't. I mean, whatever. Then you know these owners and everything know a heck of a lot more than I do. But you know, there's value in putting butts in seats with Shohei and whatever it is, maybe TV stuff or merchandise yeah, but stuff. Angel, but, Angels fans hate their life, man. They want to win. They definitely want to win. And so I don't know. I don't know where he goes. I mean, it's going to be a big market team. It's going to be one of those, the Dodgers, the Yankees, things like that, for sure. People are saying the Reds too, which I don't see that at all. I don't see that one. I mean, but they have the prospect capital. But if I'm the Reds, I don't do it. Joey Votto for Shohei. I don't do it. If I'm the Reds, I don't do it because that is a two-month rental. You've got no chance of signing him after that. No, so I'm not get. I'm not getting rid of my. It'll future, be a team man. who's solidified and have an actual chance this year. Yeah, and it could be. Maybe it's. Maybe it's the Astros. What about them? Could be. I think. I think. Uh, let's go to them. I think the Astros are going to push hard. So they're going to get back uh, Jordan Alvarez. He's coming back later this month, apparently. Jose Urquidy is Yo, coming back. Jordan Alvarez. <laughs> That Y is pronounced more as a J in the Spanish language. Jordan, his skin color is not white, bro. Jordan. Jordan Alvarez. 
uh, Urquidy early August, getting him back, good start. Yeah. Um, so I think that, you know, those are, those two guys get it back are as good as really big trades. Okay. And then, you know, they're pushed right now. Like you said, they're the last wild card team right now. Um, they could, they're only one game behind Toronto, the wild card. And I think they're going to push hard. You got Framber holding down the forward at the front end of the rotation. Um, and yeah, so I think, I think their team's going to push hard. So maybe it is a guy like, like, um, like Shoei, but I think they are also in the market for me, another front, it's called front end starter, like, a, like a Giolito, maybe like a Strowman, guys like that. Um, I think they could could Bieber, really use Bieber. something like that. Bieber, Bieber, if Bieber he, might if, be a good fit too. I mean, they're not. If Guardians not like, are if Guardians are selling, then he'd be a good one. Well, and the Astros aren't begging for starting pitching right now. Like again, it would help, but right, it's not. So yeah, I mean, they got they had guys. They had like Luis Gonzalez or Luis Garcia, right? He got hurt. Um, McCullers has been out all year, and Arquiti's been out a lot. He's coming back, like I said. So. Uh, they got Christian Javier. I really like him. Hunter Brown's a stud. Stud. I love him. Yep. So, you know, but we talked about the importance of, you know, now, especially as their team that's the last um, wildcard team, mm-hmm. you know, so it's not like they're solidified in playoffs yet. So getting that fifth starter and really kind of making your mark and maybe trying to jump up a couple spots. Yeah. Uh, might And then go deep, man. So, you know, if they if they get that extra starter, it could, could really help. Here's hey. another interesting one. I got one out near you. I got Seattle. Oh. Seattle was once like, okay, they're five games out of wild card spot right now. Um, I don't see them as buyers. I could see them holding. I think I really like their team. Actually. I thought they'd do a little bit better this year. Um, but if anything, there's, I see one guy who might be a, a trade chip for them. And that's, uh, our Toronto connection, Teoscar Hernandez. Mm, yep. Expiring contract. Okay. He's on, he's going to be finishing off a one year, $14 million contract. He's not having a fantastic year. 241, 15 home runs, 50 RBIs, a 720 OPS, and he's leading the big leagues in punch outs. Yep. I think they, so, they got a couple guys on that list and up near the top. Yeah. So, but I, I actually really liked Teoscar when he was in Toronto. Um, he seemed to be a really good fit for any team uh, as far as like camaraderie and whatever, being a good teammate and everything. I know it's not everything, but I, you know, maybe a, a change of scenery puts him back on track into like the all-star that he was, right? The bona fide all-star, um, 30 home runs and things like that. Um, so he's one trade chip that I thought, and again, it's a guy who's a free agent at the end, the end of the year. So if you're not buying and maybe in a couple of weeks you see the writing on the wall. Maybe you're not going to make playoffs. Why would you let him walk and not get anything in return? Because there are teams out there that want the outfielders, that, that want the extra bat, that mm-hmm. want the power potential, that 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 uh, right-handed bat even. Um, I can't remember what team it was that I was just looking at before we came on. And they, had a, they were looking for a right-handed bat apparently. Um, it was... The Doyers. Yes, it was. It was the Dodgers. It was I the know. Dodgers. Yeah. Yeah. So they were looking for the right-handed bat. So is that a Teoscar spot? And that's, um, could be. He's an interesting one to me if the, if the Mariners are selling. Yep. 
Um, who else do we want to go to? What do you got on? Still got people left over there? Oh, man, I got every single team. But so it's like, how deep do we want to go here? Do we want to talk about? I mean, the Yankees are one. They like, they're not a very deep team. They really aren't. No. The one thing they have for them going right now. Is they, Judge. Well, Judge is going to be coming back hopefully soon. Not just for the, like, whatever. They're in the same division as Jays. So, but Judge is exciting to watch. So for baseball, that'd be good. They just got Carlos Rodon, Rodon back, right? And Nasty Nestor is set to come back uh, early August. So you got two starting pitchers and an AL MVP guy back for your playoff push. That's a little scary if you're the other teams. in. Like I'm specifically speaking about like the Jays and, you know, if the Red Sox are trying to go there, then those are three big pieces. So, but I mean, other some of their other positions like their outfield, Harrison Bader, Oswaldo Cabrera, Isaiah Kiner Falafa, Billy McKinney, Frankie Gordon. Like, um, it doesn't excite me. Yeah, so, we talk about like some of those outfielders that you know, like a Tay Oscar, like a uh, Cody Bellinger, Belly for sure. I got Belly in New York for sure. It, it 100% makes sense, right? So, um, 98% chance it's going. There's I I like that I like that um, that bone that you're throwing there and putting them there. But anyway, so you know it's a team that they're going to buy. So how higher? How much are they going to spend? What are they going to trade? So that's one. Um, what about the the Rays have been tied to a couple teams. Um, I think guys like we talked about the Cardinals and their pitching. Uh, you talk about Flaherty. Jordan Montgomery is another starter there who's on an expiring contract, right? So to go with, you know, McClanahan, who's actually pitching tonight, uh, Zach Eflin, Tyler Glass now. You got Taj Bradley there. Um, you know, they could also look for bullpen depth. They, I mean, they've done it before where the Rays just kill you with 100-mile-per-hour arms in the back end of the bullpen. Yeah. Come fire and cheese, right? So, I mean, there's – I, they're definitely going to buy. I think they're. I don't know what they're going to get. They're not going to again. They're not going to get rid of. Them. Well, I don't know how much they really need to do. That's what I'm saying. It's so you know they've they, they've had a system now that has worked for numerous years where they have you know relied on themselves. Right. Not. I mean you know a couple pieces here and there, but I don't know. I see them just buying into the system that they have. I mean they they have a really good baseball team. Right. This team that they have can go all the way and win it as is. Right. And. Again, yeah, you can you have additions to it, but I don't know. I see them, they're kind of like, the Rays, I see them as like an old, I don't know, like an old stubborn man who just, a cool stubborn man, you know, like a, a cool stubborn man, but just, you know, sticks to his ways, you know, does the same thing. He's very, you know. Well, what very, they're doing is working. No, yeah, for sure, right? So, I don't know. I, I don't, you know, prospects coming up, they've been successful with them, stuff like that. So, I would... If I were them, I wouldn't. I wouldn't touch a thing, right? If it ain't broken, don't fix it. They're usually a team that develops from within, and then when, especially with pitching, right? They've developed so much pitching, but then after kind of that third year, pitchers hit the arbitration. Now you start have to pay them a little bit more. They're going to hit free agency. It's like, well, we're not going to be able to sign them, so we mm -hmm. trade them and yeah. we get something back in return, whether it's more prospect capital or whatever it is, right? Mm -hmm. um, but they've done that for years, so yeah. So, 
yeah, I don't know how much they really need, but they're definitely going to be, they'll, they'll have their eyes open anyway. Yeah. Um, there are other teams too. I mean, Brewers are going to be buying, um, they're going to get Woodruff back mid August. Bullpen Bullpen, bullpen for sure. Um, I see a guy like, I had a guy like Randall Grichuk from the Rockies could go there in the outfield. He's going to, I mean, the Rockies are, they're selling everything they can. I think they're, they're selling garbage cans out of the clubhouse. I think if they can get an asset for it. Yeah. The Astros are all over it. (laughs) Bada bing. Yeah, they're uh, they're good, they're, but the Rockies are solid. They they got one good piece too. Um, um, reliever Justin Lawrence, mm-hmm. he's not arbitration eligible until twenty twenty five, so he's really cheap. But I guess you know if somebody's going to be, if somebody wants him and they're willing to pay the price because they'll be able to hang on to him for years, then I guess you could. Right? Here's an interesting one: Elias Diaz, our All Star Game MVP. I mean, what do you? For me, it's like. Let's let's sell him. He's his contract expires. He's on a three-year contract. It, it expires after next year. Okay, he's thirty-two years old though right now as a catcher. He kind of had a breakout year right now. So, are you going to hang on to that contract for another um, another year, or is it worthwhile maybe trading him, get younger assets because the Rockies are going nowhere, get younger prospects. And try to develop them now. You know, other teams are going to be able to to use catching, right? Catching is another position that's it's tough on the body. So, and you know, teams aren't very deep in catching um, very often. So, they might be able to get something for him. But um, there's lots. There there are lots. And but there's I think you can like we're saying starting pitching bullpen help. Everybody's looking for that. Who's going to be a contender? Um, and then maybe, it, and a lot of it's going to be depth, you know, depth off the bench and things like that who might be able to help. So interesting to watch next two weeks, as we said, the, um, trade deadline is August 1st. So we got about two weeks till then, uh, to see what happens to see what plays out. Let's go into our third and last segment, Willow, and it's a new one and we're calling it winner, winner, Pollo dinner. Oh, I see. All right, so we just kind of did our look ahead at the second half of the season, but we want to take a look back at our first half. If we had to give some awards right now, the award winners, hence the name of this segment, for the first half. And there's a couple who are fairly obvious. You know, the AL MVP is going to go to Mr. Otani. The NL MVP is going to go to Mr. Acuna. But let's play a little bit of devil's advocate. If there was somebody else uh, for a couple of those awards, namely those ones I just mentioned, who would they be? So where do where do you want to start? You want to start with AL MVP? Yeah, sure. Okay. Who do you who do you have? Let's no, pretend. Show I, I didn't. I I didn't. I didn't even have another name. So you're. I was all looking at it today, and it was like it was not even close. Like it's not even close. I'll tell you this: if if I could bet on the second half, let's say, not even say it, but some player gets hurt. Um, and I had to guess for someone else, you, you know what I'm saying? But anyways, I would say Bo Bichette. I think he's a guy who can do it. I think he's a dude who can just put up crazy numbers. I love him. He's my favorite player. But Bo Bichette, that's who I got. You steal my thunder, man? No way, beggar. So that was my first half. And if there was no guy named Shohei Otani, my MVP was Bo Bichette. Part of the reason is because 
the Jays haven't had somebody consistent all year. Vladdy has been good, but not not a good Vladdy. He's he's been a subpar Vladdy. Matt Chapman started the year out on fuego, but kind of fell off pretty steep after that and has become, you know, very good, but not carrying the team. Bobichet's been the guy who has carried that team all year long and has been as consistent as they come. He's been uh, solid defensively. He's improved his game defensively. So to me, that's part of it. I, I ask myself the question, where would this team be without, you know, player X? You know, where would the Angels be without Otani? And the answer is still out of the playoffs. Where would the Jays be without Bichette? And I think the answer to that one is they're out of the playoffs. I don't think they're anywhere near where they are. So to me, that's really a valuable player to a team. So Could not that's agree part more. of my argument for Bichette. Could not All agree right. more. You want to stick with Yale or you want to go to NL? Um, uh, we'll go MVP. NL. I got NL MVP. I, I got Mookie. Is that just, is that Mookie Mookie or is that Mookie if there's no Acuna? No, no, no. Like, yeah. If there's no Acuna. Acuna for okay. sure, man. There's no okay. No doubt right. about it. Um, but Mookie, if not Acuna, that's what I would say. I think, again, just solid season. And he, he just puts numbers up. He's consistent. He, you know, would I say that the Dodgers wouldn't be a playoff team? No, because they, yeah. they got depth. But, again, just the guy who changes the game. He's been playing a ton more infield this year, like, you know, that's, you know, that, that adds value to him. So it's hundred uh, yeah. percent. Yeah. That's, that's a good point too, right? Now you're not just a, a right fielder. He's been playing second. He played short. Like, He's been playing short quite a bit. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. So it's like, well, that's unbelievable. Right. So yeah, I, I didn't think about that. Cause I had, I, I looked at Mookie as well. You didn't have Mookie down. Who'd you have? I had Corbin Carroll. I got so- Corbin Carroll as, as an MVP. And again, almost the same reason. Without Corbin Carroll, where's Arizona? And I don't know if they are where they are. And he's had a really good year. I really like him. He's a stud. So um You didn't want Yuli? Yuli Guriel? Yeah. I'm gonna pass on Yuli. Maybe Yuli a few years ago. Yuli's but, having uh, a great year this year. Not as good as when he won the batting title, uh what it was three years ago or whatever it was. Um but Corbin Carroll is is a really good one. Um, yeah, that's, no, he's, he's going to be. He's going to be. I think he was. I think I had it, the Vegas odds had him like fourth or something like that yeah. in MVP voting, and it was behind Acuna, I think Mookie Betts and Freddie Freeman. I think mm-hmm. so. I was like, okay, so if I go back to what I just said um, about Bichette, you know, mm-hmm. where would the Dodgers be without Mookie? It was like, okay, well they still have Freddie and they got other pieces. Um, so maybe they're, they're probably still in playoffs. They'd figure it out. But I don't feel that way about the Diamondbacks. So I had Corbin Carroll as my backup MVP to Acuna. All right, let's go AL. What do you want to go? You want to go Young? Oh. Okay, let's go Rookie of the Year. AL Rookie of the Year. Who do you got? Uh, Josh Young. I think pretty obvious there. Starter, putting up crazy numbers. Uh, yeah, not much to say. Just a solid, gritty dude. Texas mm-hmm. Tech Red Raider. Uh, killed it in college, made his way to the bigs pretty quick. And, yeah, it's pretty cool seeing him and uh, Seager playing beside each other. Yeah, I had Josh Young as well, but I think there's an argument, as the guy I mentioned earlier, um, Mastak Yoshida. Um, individual numbers, Yoshida, a lot of Yoshida's numbers are better 
Um, OPS plus is better. OPS is better. Um, batting average is better. Strikeouts are way less. Josh Young has 112 strikeouts. Yoshida has 38. So like a quarter. Like it's insane. But um, RBIs are pretty close. Josh Young has a little bit more power, home runs. But um, all in all, Josh Young, I think, is a bit better defender. He adds a little bit more defensively. And ultimately, I did pick him as my rookie of the year as well. Not a bit. All right, NL rookie of the year. Skip, skip over this one. NL rookie of the year, Corbin Carroll. Yeah, pretty obvious. If not, it'd be Ellie. But Ellie, Ellie. But I, I got another one for you. Your guy, your other Reds guy, Matt McLean. Yeah, great. His numbers are actually um, really a good. lot closer to Corbin Carroll's than Ellie's are. So if it wasn't Corbin Carroll, I think there's an argument for Matt McLean, especially if we're talking about first half, right? McLean has been up there. I think he was up there a little bit longer than Ellie was. So, um, well, yeah, I was, Ellie I was is, looking. I was looking at the odds today, actually, like the betting odds on yeah, uh, on the NL Rookie of the Year, and I think there was like five or six Reds on that list, which is. A, a, pretty, it's a pretty good sign. Yeah. Yeah. It's, pretty it's unreal, man. I'm excited to watch them just in the future. Side note, like future for the Reds is sick. Yeah. Okay. So I know rookie of the year. We're there. Corbin Carroll. What about, um, we can just go AL Cy Young. We got the same guy. Do we? Say it on, th- <laughs> say it on three. Ready, banger? One, two, three. Kevin Gosman. Kikuchi. Damn oh, it. <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, I'm kidding. I don't have either of those guys. You got Gosman? I got Gosman. Okay. I think he's going to get hot down the stretch. I, I first half was really good already. Um, yeah, we're talking first half. Remember, we're talking first half. I guess so. Yes. so I'm, yeah, but even even so, I think his uh, first half was unreal. Unreal, and um, and yeah. So I, I I don't know. I think he's he's lights out. He's so consistent. Like, uh, I don't know. And that yeah, he's he's just gross. So yeah, I got Gosman. All right, I do not have Gosman. This one I thought was going to be a more or less a runaway for me, Shane McClanahan. Um, but then I kind of looked and I'm like, I, ch- I changed my mind. I got Framber. Framber yeah. Valdez. I got Framber. His numbers are unreal. So are McClanahan's. Um, but Framber's are a little bit better in every category. Innings pitched, um, less walks, more strikeouts, the ERA. Um, McClanahan is actually a little bit higher ER, or sorry, lower ERA. The big difference is the win loss. McClanahan's eleven and one, and Framber is seven and six. So it goes back to the, it's like how much importance do you put on wins? And I, I'm still, I still believe that there is value in wins, in particularly like if maybe not with a starting pitcher getting a win, but a, a game that a pitcher pitches in, so a game that Framber pitches in or McClanahan win or pitches you, in, you got do the, they win that game? Do you have their quality starts there? I don't have quality starts there. I do that's, not have quality starts That's the stat you need. That's, that's what should take it. But so regardless, McLean has 11-1, Framber 7-6, but all the peripheral numbers kind of lean towards Framber a little bit more. Um, so I'm going with Framber. NL, Cy Young. You already know. And I've been I saying this since got. the start, and he's still topping the odds, and I can't wait to post that clip at the end of the year when Zach mm. Allen gets awarded the Cy Young. Just carving, and even like, you know, I've I've only watched him a couple times, but I watched him the inning in the All Star game, and then also the other night against the Jays. Yeah, 
Um, and he, he got knocked around a little bit by the Jays, but he just, he's got electric stuff. Like his heater jumps out of his hand. He's just every, you know, he's just, he, he commands it well. He's got good presence on the mound. I don't know. Mm-hmm. It's just, he's like, he's a fun dude to watch. And, and again, I think I've seen it from the start, man. That's all it is. I don't know what it was. I got a little tinkle down, down low or something, but it was like, it, it, I knew it was coming. I knew it. Well, um, Another fun guy to watch, Spencer Strider. Yeah. That guy is electric. I mean, 100, 102 mile fastballs and exquisite mustache. He's a weird um, off. Leading the world in strikeouts. Um, 11 and 3. Yeah, so he's got the most strikeouts through 39 career starts out of anyone ever. Yeah, it's insane. So, I mean, there's a guy who... Also has NL Cy Young quality stuff and could be a guy who knocks Gallon out. So he is my pick. And yeah, really, but I got this. So if, if you put, <clears throat> and if you're going record wise, if you put Gallon on the Braves, I think he's, you know what I mean? Like the Braves are just stupid. Braves are ridiculous. That but lineup, that. Here's my other thing for those two, for both of them. Strider has been the, the consistent presence there when guys like Max Freed, who is coming back soon, by the way, Kyle Wright, and a guy, you know, Soroka, I still had him high when he came back, right? Before he got injured, mm-hmm. he was he was a Cy Young candidate. So Strider has been the consistent one there. And on um, the Diamondbacks, Merrill Kelly, who I said earlier in the year is like a dark horse, like really solid pitcher. And he had re- he was having a really good year, got hurt. He's also coming back soon. But the other guys there, like Ryan Nelson, he's like, eh, Tommy, Tommy Henry's been okay. And Zach Davies is not, not in on Zach Davies. He reminds me too much of myself. So, like, all those <laughs> all those guys, you know, Gallon and Strider are the two horses for their respective staff. So, I got Strider, and the main reason is because I don't want to tell you you're right about Gallon. Well, we'll have, we'll have to wait and see there, beggar. Yeah, Gallon's a stud. Stud. Anyway, Willow, that is going to do it for another episode of the Oppo Taco podcast. So, uh, listeners, if you like what you heard. Are we giving a little sneak peek next week? Well, let's hold off just in case something happens, but we've got plans for a guest next next week. Um, we got plans for one, so uh, still working out the details, but he should be here. And I think um, if you like prospects, you'll be excited. If yeah. you like the show, if you like listening to it, feel free to rate us, follow us on Spotify, uh, get notified anytime we post a new episode. Tell your friends, spread the word, and let's keep the baseball talk going. So until next time, from Willow and I, Apotaco out. Mm-hmm.